0: Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. It's impossible to say exactly what Anthony Comstock would have thought about life in the U.S. today. But this 19th century morality crusader has become surprisingly influential in 21st century America. Born in 1844, Comstock was a Civil War veteran, a religious zealot, and enthusiastic censor of reading material. In 1873, Comstock founded the New York Society for the Suppression of Vice, a society whose crest bore two images, a man in a top hat shoving another man into a jail cell and a gentleman tossing a pile of books onto a pyre. That year, Comstock also successfully lobbied Congress to pass what's known as the Comstock Act. A law prohibiting the possession, sale, distribution, or mailing of materials that are, quote, obscene, lewd, lascivious, indecent, filthy, or vile, which could include obvious things like pornographic books or sex toys, but also a wider scope of things like personal letters with sexual content or contraceptive or abortive substances. A violation of the Comstock Act was punishable with fines and prison sentences. After Comstock's anti-obscenity bill was signed, he was assigned as a special agent and inspector to the U.S. Postal Office, giving him power to enforce the law. Under court order, Comstock seized and burned millions of books, newspapers, pamphlets, photographs, and other printed materials, many of them educational documents about then-taboo topics like sexual health, atheism, homosexuality, contraception, abortion, and women's rights. Under the Comstock Act, the first violation imposed a five-year maximum prison sentence, while subsequent violations could rack up 10 years. Over 3,000 people were arrested under the law, serving what added up to 600 years in prison. Comstock acted as personal and political nemesis to early feminists like Emma Goldman and Planned Parenthood founder Margaret Sanger. He was even known to boast about the number of libertines he drove to suicide. Although the Comstock Act lost a lot of its potency after its author's death in 1915, it was actively enforced until the 1930s, a court case that helped bring it down centered on the literary value of James Joyce's novel Ulysses as a whole, instead of declaring it obscene because of a few passages. Another case during that decade made it legal for doctors to send birth control information and devices through the mail. Congress and the Supreme Court removed all restrictions in the act regarding contraception in 1971 and 1972, the years just before the legislation's 100th birthday. But the act was never completely repealed, and notably, it still includes language about abortion-related materials. And that's why the Comstock Act of 1873 is having a bit of a renaissance now, 150 years after its passage. After the U.S. Supreme Court overruled Roe v. Wade in June of 2022, anti abortion activists cast around for some piece of legislation that could criminalize the distribution of the abortion drug mifepristone. The drug, currently used in more than half of abortions in the United States, blocks a hormone that fertilized eggs need in order to stick to the uterine lining. What these activists found was this dormant Victorian-era curiosity of a law that was used generations ago to ban everything from educational pamphlets to fine art. Nobody that we know of has yet attempted to use the Comstock Act as a mechanism for banning the interstate shipment of sexually explicit magazines and books, or for blocking any of the pornography websites on today's internet. But it has been revived by anti-abortion groups and states looking to prevent the interstate shipment of Mifepristone. Although the reversal of Roe v. Wade ended the right to abortions for all Americans, the Supreme Court left the decision of whether to permit abortions to each state. Texas, for instance, banned most abortions immediately after the Supreme Court ruling. But in other states, both in-clinic and abortion by pill remain completely legal, and anyone can order Mifepristone through the mail. The Comstock Act still contains language prohibiting the mailing of, quote, any article or thing designed or intended for the procuring of an abortion. The Justice Department clarified in early January of 2023 that the Comstock Act does not prohibit the mailing of abortion pills, quote, where the sender lacks the intent that the recipient of the drugs will use them unlawfully. Nonetheless, in February of 2023, 20 Republican lawmakers used the act in letters written to CVS and Walgreens pharmacies, threatening them with legal action if they began distributing the drug. And the act is now at the heart of multiple court cases attempting to ban abortions. One that just went to the Supreme Court this month, uh, December of 2023, is based on an anti-abortion activist turned district court judge in Texas who ordered a hold on federal approval of mifepristone back in April. His judgment came in a case citing a hypothetical situation in which a doctor might have to treat a patient experiencing complications from taking mifepristone. And in doing so, the doctor might experience trauma from completing the patient's abortion. Note that mifepristone is incredibly safe. It's less likely to cause problems than Tylenol. But this judge cited the Comstock Act in his opinion, putting forth that it renders all mailed abortion materials, and thus all abortions, illegal. In another case, beginning in late 2022, four county governments in New Mexico passed local ordinances upholding the Comstock Act's ban on mailed abortion materials. The state governor, legislature, and attorney general have been working to get the New Mexico Supreme Court to strike the ordinances down, based on a new state law preventing interference with any person's access to or use of reproductive health care. It seems likely that the court will indeed strike down these ordinances. But for now, there is no telling whether the Comstock Act is strong enough to stand up to 21st century American politics. And only time will tell what ultimate influence it will have. Today's episode is based on the article How is a 19th century obscenity law being used to ban the abortion pill on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Jessalyn Shields. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.